You are listening to Lockdown, a security and technology podcast brought to you by Voxiferi Broadcasting. Subscribe now to this and other Voxiferi shows via your podcast client of choice. listening to Lockdown, recorded live at RSA Conference 2016, brought to you by Red Hat and TheStack.com, recorded live at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. Recording from the Moscone Center in California, sunny San Francisco. So I'm joined this afternoon by Daniel from Easy Solutions. Now, there's two reasons why he's sitting in front of me. One, because I think he has a lot of clout and a lot of vision about where this company's going. But what he doesn't know is I did my homework before we started this interview. 13, 14 years ago, a company called ISS put together the X-Force team. Now, the X-Force team were a force to be reckoned with in what was fledgling internet security. It was a team put together by ISS really to understand what risk meant, what companies were able to, to to how they were going to build their networks in what was really just internet managed hosting. But ISS really blazed a trail and Daniel was part of that. So I think what a great idea to put a microphone in front of him today and he can tell us about the journey that Easy Solutions is on. Daniel, talk to me. Uh, yeah, so you, you mentioned um, you mentioned ISS. So I joined that company in 1998 when the security industry was really new. There was no RSA show. There were no massive security conferences. There was no Black Hat or DEF CON. Uh, and what we try to do with ISS is to give the, the emerging Internet market, the emerging Internet community, the tools that they would need to simply quantify risk on their networks. Um, back then, hacking wasn't about um, hacktivism. It wasn't about terrorism. It wasn't about even making money. It was simply a bunch of tinkerers kind of screwing around, screwing around with, with computers. Uh, and obviously things have gotten much more serious since then. Um, and and what, what I learned kind of through the arc of my career at ISS was 10 years was, was really learning how hackers hack things, uh, how defenders defend things, um, how, to, how to appreciate the economics of risk, not just, um, you know, is, is something risky or not risky. Um, and, and that really has kind of guided my career through, through uh, ISS uh, onto Endgame and then here to Easy Solutions. But one of the things that we take for granted when people build out architectures is the fact that you assume that your sysadmin or the people who are provisioning your network understand everything there is to understand about risk mm-hmm. when they're building those, the, the change controls and all the governments into those platforms. Very often that's not the case, is it? No, it's not. I mean, and, and still today, in, in 2016, it's very difficult to, to truly quantify uh, ROI when it comes to security spend. You know, how effective is $100,000 spent on this tool going to be in the end of the day? A lot of times security is, or, or risk in relation to, to, to security is measured by are you breached or not, right? And, and what we do with Easy Solutions is we're focused on financial fraud. So we're focused on keeping the money in the banks for the customers that we actually protect. So the, the, the economics of ROI become a little bit easier to, to calculate. Um, but still, you know, we're dealing with, um, with, with a diverse set of adversaries, a diverse set of actors with different capabilities, different tools, different motivations. Uh, so it's a constantly changing environment, um, and the defense is, is still, um, or the, the defensive environment is still, is still much harder to, to, uh, to, to actually realize compared to all the attackers out there that we're seeing. But you talk about ISS and X-Force. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of their value proposition was protecting you from what was happening real time. Sure. This is about 
intelligence, isn't it? It's about understanding what might happen from threat actors on the threat fabric somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, uh, our, our company right now, Easy Solutions, we protect hundreds of banks globally. Uh, we protect small credit unions. We protect top 25 banks in the States. We protect some of the biggest banks around the world. Um, and, and while there are certain themes which resonate in every single one of those environments, they all deal with malware, they all deal with phishing, they all deal with account takeover, um, there's certain, there's certain um, um, uh, situations which are highly regional. You know, one thing that I learned at ISS uh, when I first started to visit um, some of the big banks in Latin America was I, I saw that, the, that some of the banks in Latin America, which were unknown to the U.S. security community at the time, were, were doing things which were far more advanced than anyone in the States were doing back in the early 2000s. They were deploying multi-factor authentication. They were deploying anti-malware. They were deploying keylogger detection mm. on end-user devices in the early 2000s when that mm. technology became popular here 10 years later. Uh, so there's lots of interesting regional differences around the world that we always see. But are you seeing from a transaction perspective that you're able to reduce risk? Well, so what we try to do is we try to consider risk and fraud as, a, as, a, as in, in, in really the, the biggest picture possible. So we're a platform company. We sell a whole, a whole suite of, of, of different products and tools. Um, and, and I found that, that when you're dealing with fraud or dealing with security, uh, if you're a niche player, then, then you know, you're kind of the hammer when every, every kind of problem looks like a nail, right? Mm-hmm. You, uh, so if you're, if you're an anti-malware company, you try to position uh, anti-malware as the end-all, be-all to security for their entire environment because that's all you have to sell. Uh, it's much more challenging to build a platform company. That's what we built at ISS. We started with vulnerability assessment. We mm-hmm. went to intrusion detection, protection, endpoint, server, MSS, managed security services. Sure. Uh, it's very difficult to build a company like that. That's the same thing we're building here. But those companies endure. You know, we're not building a company to, to get big quickly and sell it off to someone else. Uh, we're building a company that can, that can endure. And we go in with, uh, with the ability to understand the full scope of our customers' problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's typically not something like we have an online account takeover problem. They have problems where they, they're dealing with mobile security. They're dealing with security for their call centers. They're dealing with, uh, with hackers who are doing research on what are called out-of-wallet questions. Mm-hmm. So those questions like what was your high school mascot sure. or, or what was your mortgage payment on your house um, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, all that information is public domain, and there's, and, there's, and there's groups of hackers all over the world that are gathering that information. So when we talk about this, we, we, we're dealing with, with, um, with, with what we call omni-channel fraud. So fraud which bounces from channel to channel with banks. So bad guys will, will utilize every different avenue into the bank to be able to move money out. So being in a, in a platform company like Easy Solutions, like ISS, we're not going in with a, with a religion about how to stop fraud. We're going mm-hmm. in with a, with a much more practical approach, which we find is more scalable. And it, it puts our customers at ease because we're not going in with a high-pressure um, educational sale saying that, you know, we have to educate you about why this magic tool is going to solve all your problems because ju- usually it doesn't. Uh, usually it's a combination of several different things uh, to get the improvement in the, in the risk metrics that our customers need. I had dinner last night with the CISO of a very, very major American bank. Mm-hmm. And he and I go back 30 years more than 30 years we were in high school together and uh, he sat down and said I do very little security in my day job mm-hmm. it's just compliance mm-hmm. he said you have no idea how much paper I have to wade through I'm being 17 different audits he said you don't understand from a, a threat identification of fraud it's, it's about fraud it's not about security I'm here at RSA talking to security companies and it's unique because I don't normally talk to security companies I'm talking to the federal government about mm-hmm. compliance you're working with multiple banks, multiple credit unions, multiple financial companies. Do you find that that range of experience you get from dealing with that breadth of companies helps you become a trusted advisor? Well, absolutely. I mean, like, like I said, we, we, have, we have interesting perspective from all over the place. 
you know, it's, it's, um, it's very, it's, it's unlikely that we have one customer that will say something which will be mutually exclusive from the other. You know, sure. there's lots of overlap. Uh, but there are, there are interesting regional differences that we always see. Um, and, and we put ourselves in that position because we are, we are really always in a position to learn from our customers. We're always in a position to, to guide and influence our roadmap based upon what our customers tell us. I just got done with a meeting for, with, a, with a prospect here at the show. And, and one of our key selling points for what we do is how, how we have to be nimble and, and, and responsive to our customers, especially mm-hmm. when we're selling to large banks. Um, there's no cookie-cutter, shrink-wrap solution that you sell to uh, a global money center bank. Sure. There's always requirements for, for, for special things, and, and that's really the, the nature of what we can provide with a company like ours because um, we're, not, we're not wedded to a certain solution. You know, we, we fully realize that, that the technology that we, that we sell today and the, and, the, and the solutions that we offer today will be obsolete in a couple years. Um, they'll, be, they'll, be, they'll be completely replaced. And that's something that I think is refreshing to a lot of our customers because we find that, that oftentimes they hang on to technologies too long. Sure. You know, they hang on to technologies which have been proven to be obsolete, which have been proven to be, to be, to be um, um, bypassed by hackers. Um, so so it's, it's the ability for us to be open, honest, and practical in our approach that, that allows us to um, you know, become a trusted partner to our largest customers. But also a lot of your customers are looking to... I hate to use the phrase, move to cloud. Mm-hmm. So they're thinking about authentication. Sure. They're thinking about how they're going to do this in a new container-type world. Mm-hmm. You then become part and parcel of that food chain, don't you? Well, yeah, and, and that's the thing. is we, we, We're basically um, along for the ride when it comes to the, the larger trends in the IT community. So it comes to comes to uh, you know containerization, dockerization of everything which we're seeing across the board. We're using that in our own infrastructure as well, right. uh, because we can benefit that uh, benefit from those trends just like anyone else can. Um, and and that's really um, you know core to what we're doing, especially for authentication. So so the the good news about kind of how we've approached everything is that, that our solutions can 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 kind of naturally move from an on-premise uh, colo sort of sort of situation to private public cloud environments as well. With all the jail-treated segregation that is required by U.S. federal government for that, absolutely, absolutely. But they don't make it easy for you, do they? No, they don't. No, they don't. And that's, that's fine. I mean, and um, and we have to deal with with other other um, uh, regulations around the world as well. Safe harbor. Uh, there's there's certain customers there, there, there's certain customers that, that, that demand local presence for servers in certain parts of the world as well. Easy solutions. That's a name you're going to hear a lot of, Daniel. Thank you very much for taking the time today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode. You can stream or subscribe to all the shows recorded this week via SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. Be sure to catch up on Richard's latest security post at thestack.com, reporting on all this week's events here at the Moscone. Moscone.